It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's great to be with you, as always. Lots to do today. By the way, during the week, please join us. Fox Business Network, FBN. Name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. And if for some reason you can't be there at 4, well, don't give up. Just um, text your favorite nine-year-old, you know, who will show you how to DVR the show. And you won't miss anything. Nine-year-olds, they're the key. And here we can be live stream on the Internet. LarryCudlowShow.com, if I get that right, LarryCudlowShow.com, all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system. I want to thank those folks in the solar system for picking up our ratings. You're all doing a great job, LarryCudlowShow.com. So one big story today. I'm going to try to connect some dots and have some fun. We have a big stock market rally, right? Big. 850 points some odd. And actually, it's been going on for the past mm, almost a month. I think the Dow Jones is up about 15%. Uh, I think it's up almost 4,000 points. Um, so I, I want to connect the dots because this past month, we have seen poll after poll, right, showing the cavalry is coming. Poll after poll. Uh, is it going to be a Republican sweep? I believe it is. Now, I understand polls can be wrong. I understand that polls don't vote. Only voters vote. So I get that. And I understand we still have, uh, what do we got, 10 days left or two weeks left? November 8th. But it's a very important swing in the direction of our free market capitalist free enterprise freedom-loving, fossil fuels, low taxes, stop the inflationary spending, close the borders, et cetera, et cetera. Let the parents run their kids' education in schools, stronger national defense, all of that. The GOP has been on message, done a good job. It's all there in the commitment to America from my pal Kevin McCarthy. The senators, the young senators running for the first time, most of whom were Donald Trump uh, nominees, backed, they're all on message. We have Rick Scott, Senator Rick Scott, who's the head of the Republican Senate Campaign Committee. He'll be on at the half hour to talk to us about all this. Anyway, the point is the polls have been moving in the right direction, and it looks like a two-house sweep. It really does. I think you could get uh, 53 Senate seats, 53-47. The House can pick up, uh, I don't know, 25, 30, maybe more. Remember, they picked up 15 in 2020. So anyway, the pendulum is swinging in the right direction. The Biden's, the Biden's far left progressive, big government, socialist agenda will be coming to an end. Now, when I say coming to an end, Let me clarify. Two points. Number one, I would like to see, and I'm sure the GOP leaders would like to see, rescissions. Let's rescind the spending increases. Let's rescind the regulatory overkill. Let's rescind 
the tax hikes. Let's open the spigots for oil and gas. Let's produce more. Let's take the handcuffs off, etc. But I don't know if you can rescind what's been done. I think they'll try. I mean, the power of the purse is very powerful. I think they will try. Biden will counter with some kind of veto pen, although it's possible he may be so shocked at the extent to which the country rejects him and his far-left agenda that he'll play ball. But we'll see. You know, all that is in front of us uh, post-election. At least, the very least, a GOP majority in the Senate and the House will stop any new bad stuff, which is very important. No new tax hikes. Okay, no new three, four trillion dollar spending bills. No new uh, regulations that have been strangling oil and gas and uh, the rest of the business economy. That's the key point. So as these polls have shifted, follow me on this. Stay with me here. As the polls have shifted, it's really been the last three, four weeks. You see the stock market rally. And I think there's a connection. I think there's an important uh, connection. We talked about it last night on the Fox Business Show. And um, I know it's not the only thing going on in the stock market. And as we always do, we're going to talk stocks and the economy later in the show. And we have distinguished economists, former Assistant Treasury Secretary Mike Falkender. He'll help us out on the overall economy. But my point is, Politics often plays a role, and I think the stock market historically has always liked divided government anyway. A Republican majority in Senate and House will be a check, a stop sign on all this Biden left-wing progressive socialist stuff. You follow? It'll be a stop sign. No, no more. And I think stocks love that. Stocks love free market capitalism. Stocks love rewarding work and success and production and investment, not punishing it. Stocks do not like woke, you know, diversity, equity, racial justice throughout the government. Instead of worrying about getting inflation down and getting economic growth up, The Bidens worry about diversity and equity and inclusion. By the way, the best diversity, equity, and inclusion is a strong economy, a strong inflation-free economy that allows people to get great-paying jobs. By the way, right now, one of the problems with this whole story, as you may know, and we've talked about this, wages are going up, but inflation is going up faster. So real wages after inflation is adjusted has actually been going down for 18 straight months, 18 straight months. And that's why people sitting around kitchen tables all across this country have had it up to here. And that's why the cavalry is coming. And that's why I believe there's going to be a two house majority for the GOP to put a check and a balance on Mr. Biden's left-wing policies, right? That's what I see happening here. And I think the stock market loves this. The investor class loves this. But let me tell you something. You know, the Bidens love to make fun of wealthy people, successful people. They hate the stock market. Biden has said that. They think it's all, you know, a bunch of wealthy people rigging the market. Of course, the wealthy elites are mostly Democrats now. But here's the point I want to make. Nowadays, 
58% of adults, 58% of adults own stocks directly or indirectly. 401ks, IRAs, retirement accounts, pension funds. It's hard to know the precise count, but it's probably somewhere between 125 and 150 million people. So they are voting with their dollars. And we've been in a terrible bear market. I mean, until this rally of the past few weeks, stock market was down about 23, 24%, the broad-based S&P 500. It was a bear market. It was a bear market because it was watching Joe Biden wreck the economy. Right? And uh, now they're seeing with the new polls that we are going to get some checks and balances and stop, stop the craziness, stop the insanity, stop the big government socialism. And I think this is probably the single most powerful factor behind the stock market rally. Okay? Now, you may not agree. I appreciate that. We're going to chew on this over the course of the show. See what our stock market uh, experts tell us uh, and some others. But I think this is a key point. And look, I mean, (laughs) rising stocks increases wealth, you know, for almost every household nowadays. And so that's a big plus. I mean, it's time for some optimism, isn't it? We've had so much pessimism. It's time for some optimism. So anyway, I just want to make that point. I am connecting dots between this terrific stock market rally, which helps virtually all of us, and the likelihood, the growing likelihood, of a powerful Republican sweep taking both the Senate and the House. The cavalry is coming. Free market capitalism may yet return. There'll be plenty of problems, and we'll talk about them later on. But right up the top, connect the dots. Good polls, good GOP, good economic growth policies, good stocks. Kind of like that. All right, I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So let me just continue on this idea. The polls have moved. It looks like a Republican sweep. House and Senate, GOP, putting the clamps, making a check, stopping the Biden big government socialism, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I've been talking to a lot of folks, uh, my pals in Washington, uh, you know, senior House members and Senate members and also senior staff. One of the things being kicked around that might be at the top of the list of changes in policy with a Republican Congress is a bill that would permit permitting, permit permitting, how about that, that would allow permitting for more oil and gas production. In effect, one of the quickest remedies for the stagflationary economy would be to just produce more oil and gas and gasoline. 
and diesel fuel. By the way, diesel fuel is going to run out in two weeks, three weeks. Do you know that? And home heating oil, which is also running out. So prices are going back up, way back up again. Let's not rely on the Saudis. Let's not rely on Iran. Let's not rely on Venezuela, et cetera, et cetera. Let's be the dominant player again. But let's produce more oil and natural gas. By the way, we produce the cleanest in the world. That's why our carbon emissions have been falling for years. We have the lowest carbon emissions of any of the big developed countries. It'll bring prices down. It'll fight inflation. And lower prices and lower inflation will promote higher real wages for families, you know, working folks, blue collars. And that will spur the economy. In other words, there's a lot of things that need to be done here. Too much spending, too much taxing, too much regulating. But on the issue of oil and gas production, fossil fuel production, you could find, the House will be easy, the Senate will be harder, but I think you could even find the Senate majority, a good one. Let's say you have 53 Republicans, you got all these Democrats, many, many more Democrats will be running in 20, uh, 2024, so they're going to have to start playing ball, move back to the center. I am told that there could be an H.R. 1 and S. 1, right? H.R. 1 in the House, S. 1 in the Senate, which would codify permitting. And that would allow pipelines. That would allow refineries, LNG terminals, all the things that the Bidens have stopped. You know, with all these crazy people, Granholm running the energy department, uh, whatever name is uh, uh, running the interior department, Buttigieg running the transportation department. They have stopped permitting. By the way, ironically, they've also stopped permitting for renewables. I mean, I'm not against renewables. I'm not. I'm, I'm all the above guy. But you know, these uh, wind farms. You'd have to dig up hundreds of acres, and you're going to have to have carbon-emitting related machinery to construct and build. You can't even get that stuff through. And, of course, you know, no new pipelines. That started with the XL way back uh, in January 2021. I think it was the first thing Biden did, the first of many ultra-stupid things he did. But here's the strategy. They're looking at an H.R. 1, S. 1, which will codify and authorize permitting and will pull back the way overly restrictive environmental issues. This is basically what President Donald Trump did. Okay, he did it as executive regulations. All right, I was a part of that with the National Economic Council. We worked very hard. Francis Brooke, Andrew Ullman, a whole bunch of people. We work with all the agencies uh, over Rick Perry, over at Energy, of course, uh, et cetera. And the point is, this could now be put into law, and that would reopen fracking, reopen that gas, reopen diesel fuel, reopen home heating fuel, get those prices down, get those wages up. It would be pro-growth anti-inflation. It might even take some pressure off the Federal Reserve so they don't have to keep raising interest rates next year. 
In fact, if Jay Powell had a brain, he would come out in favor of such a bill because it'll take the pressure off him. So we won't have to keep raising interest rates and dig an even deeper recessionary hole, which is unfortunately where we're going because of the inflationary policies of the uh, Biden administration, which will be stopped. But I'm just saying, as a first measure, I think this is a very exciting idea. S1HR1. Take the handcuffs off. That's what Senator John Hoban, my friend from uh, North Dakota, says. He calls them handcuffs. I love that. Take the handcuffs off of the fossil fuel industry. And then, of course, that would improve our national security. And that would permit us to stop looting and raiding the strategic petroleum reserve, which has become the strategic political reserve, to get a few pennies less in gasoline. We are wrecking our national security. We will not have emergency reserves. I mean, the Arab OPEC embargo, you think that couldn't happen again? They just chopped off two million barrels a day for no good reason because they hate Biden's guts. That's really what that was all about. We should be the dominant oil player in the world, not them, U.S. That's the way Trump left it and Biden ruined it. So I'm just saying, go back to the stock market point. The cavalry is coming, two House Republican majorities. The first thing they may do and I'm hearing a lot of this, and I'm encouraging this, is going right after one of the absolute key central problems, and that is we are not fracking enough, we are not producing enough oil and gas, we are not pipelining enough, we are not refining enough, we're not producing enough diesel, etc., etc. It would go a long way to solving problems. I mean, this is going to be a key issue. January 3rd. Uh, which is what I think they reconvene formally, or whenever that date is. And this, too, is bullish for the stock market. Actually, one of the best-performing sectors is energy, even though prices have eased down some. And this goes to the heart of the Biden, you know, far-left radical socialist Green New Deal, which is a total failure. You know, I love it this week. Biden was running around and trying to make last minute. He says he inherited a terrible economy, inherited a deep recession. What is he talking about? I mean, the guy will not tell the truth on the economy. <laughs> he had inherited a deep recession. Really? Does anyone ever look at the facts in that White House? First quarter of 2021. First quarter. You know what the GDP was? Plus 6.5%. Is that a deep recession? Six and a half percent is the best quarter Biden had. And it wasn't his quarter because he didn't really start. It was Trump, Trump's legacy. And the inflation rate was under one. It was barely above one percent. And in a little more than a year, we had two negative GDP quarters and an eight to 10 percent inflation rate. And even though the GDP was up two and a half percent, in the third quarter ending September, that was a weird number. It was all exports. Domestically, consumption and business investment was flat, zero. And for the first three quarters of the year, the first three quarters of this year, 2022, the U.S. economy is flat. It has stopped growing, and the inflation rate is still running above 8%. So I ask you, Biden inherited what? A recession? 
I mean, why? He cannot tell the truth. But, again, people see right through that. People see right through that. They understand his fraudulent approach to facts. And this, too, is, you know, contributing to the wave that's coming on November 8th. And this is why the stock market is getting very happy and bullish again, because about 125 million-plus people see clearly the cavalry is coming. We're going to break. And on the other side, Senator Rick Scott, the head of the Republican Senate campaign campaign committee, is going to give us an update and weigh in. I'm Larry Kudlow. Please, folks, hang around. Much more to do. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show 